0: Welcome to The Thunderstock Show, a collection of valuable brainstorms to enhance your life, liberty, and pursuit of property. Today's guest is Pete Scram? Shram
1: Pete Shram
0: Pete Shram out of the Pittsburgh area. Thanks to Mo, a mutual friend of ours, for making the connection. Pete, how you doing today?
1: Fantastic. And uh, everybody who's uh, listening, it you, you can pronounce my name with two emojis. And I don't know if anybody else has been able to to figure out a way to do that, but a peach and a ram, and if you say it quickly, a peach ram, peach ram, peach ram. But it is peach pe- ram. There you go.
0: Love to love to hear it. I wish I had two emojis like I could use for my name. So we're starting off starting off with a little bit of jealousy here, Pete. Love it. Hey, hey, hey.
1: Just one, one Pennsylvanian to another. What can I say?
0: So you're out of Pittsburgh. You're the west side. Over here, we have a healthy mix of Steelers and Eagles fans, but not where you're at.
1: Well, we have, uh if you're an Eagles fan in the Pittsburgh area, you, you might as well not be a Pittsburgher at, at all, according to some standards, right? We like to think that Uh, individuals are inclusive and accommodating but hey let's face it whenever it comes to sports fans there are multiple shirts out there I don't know if you've ever seen them but it says if you ain't a Steelers fan you ain't shit and I'm like (laughs) oh well (laughs) there you go I don't know that I would be found wearing a a shirt like that but it's kind of funny right that's funny and then being in D.C. before this, well, I guess grew up here in D.C., came back here. We can get into the background, uh, but it's just special uh, to be in this area. I lived out by by where you are. And yeah, you get that little bit of a mix. But hey, neither of our teams are playing football at this time of year anymore, sadly.
0: Right. I think the majority of states, what's like 38 out of the 50, are rooting for the Lions to win the whole thing. Everyone loves an underdog story. We'll see. There's a lot of speculation, but I want to talk more about, you know, where you came from and how you got back to where you are. I love the idea of farm to founder. So yeah, man, talk talk to us a little bit. You, you uh, had a corporate career before your solo career, your ownership career at Lockheed Martin. So how did that come to be?
1: Yeah. So uh, farm to founder, it's the a- topic or the title of a book that I uh, have been working on uh, since I was growing up on the farm and learned a lot of these concepts of Hey, you know, what what does it really take to to be successful? Um, So interacting with other people, if you're uh, in the farm, you know, on, on the farm, out in the fields, you know, you're picking stuff, you're mulching the tomatoes, you're doing, you know, whatever the tasks are, the work that has to get done. Usually you have to communicate with others, right? These kinds of skills translated into sports, um. Right. Then, what about backup options? Oh, hey, you know, Ross, it's raining today. We can't go out and do certain stuff. Well, do you have backups? Do you have something else that we can do? Right. What else is on mm-hmm. on the you know uh priority list? Right. What about whenever machinery breaks? Right. How do you learn how to solve those problems? Right. Who are those different vendors that you have to uh you know discuss? Think about the supply chain. Right. Getting all the fertilizer, the feeds, the seeds, all those different things. If you have animals involved, and then the people ask of, you know, going to farmer's market. Most of us have probably been there, but it's like, huh, there's a lot of those skills that you develop that translate into, you know, being able to run your own business. So I'm grateful of that opportunity. And the other part is I got a work ethic there that you can't buy at Target.
0: <laughs> Quoted. So that's your second book project, right? Because you just launched recently a another book. Pathfinder, an- Yeah. Don't ask Pete for a business card. And if you do, he's going to give you something better, which is a bookmark.
1: Bookmark. There we go. Thanks for the shout out. Also, thanks, Jody, uh, for the awesome recommendation. I was able to refine it, but a lot of great people came up with that idea. Also, thanks to Amanda and John for that peach tram emoji piece. I did not come up with that. Full (laughs) disclosure, entirely give credit where credit is due. Uh, Let's see. Jody, there's actually two Jodies that helped out with that. And they are west of both of us. And then the Castle family is down south.
0: It takes a village to to find a path, at least to write the book. So what's yeah. Pathfinders all about?
1: Well, I tried to make it super simple, right? I'm engineered mm-hmm. by training. So I tried to do the, put it right in the title and like in bold, career map, board of advisors. Mm-hmm. You're like, Okay. I'm like an early career professional, uh kind of mid-career professional. I've been thinking about this, you know, career mapping concept, maybe multiple mentors, a personal board of advisors. Maybe I should pick this up and have a read, right? So that's what it's about. So I'm going to tell you what I'm going to tell you, then I'm going to tell you what I'm going to tell you again, then I'm going to tell you, and then I'm going to remind you what I told you, then I'm going to tell you what I already told you, right? So most people are good for like one or two or three steps of that. I'm like, no, we're going all five. Uh, But it's really going through the process of, you know, hey, why is it important to have multiple mentors? How do we, you know, prepare for those kinds of conversations? Who should we look at? Uh, you know, what do we discuss? So the who, what, when, where, why, how uh, of that intentional uh, relationship building and people connection. And I've been speaking about this, uh, you know, gave more than 70 sessions now. I love that stuff. I so have- you've
0: done 70 sessions of pu- of uh, public speaking about the career mapping advisory, how to develop your career to mid to beginning professionals?
1: Yeah, what well, so the answer is yes to your yes. question, uh internationally. Uh I actually this was really exciting. I got like a very, very nice paid speaking opportunity at the end of August of this year. Mm. And you, I was like, yes, this is fantastic. I'm super excited about it. And my brother's wedding is at the end of August in another country. So I'm like, I have to respectfully decline, but family mm. first, uh very, very, very important.
0: Now you didn't then do like a best man speech about pathfinders in order to get the the international speaking or how, how does the how does the international speaking happen? Uh, the people, wedding,
1: people people find you. So uh, that whenever you give a, a presentation, do a workshop, do a series, and people from other countries, mm. um, you know, are are joining for it. Um, So there's been multiple instances where people have come from other countries, um, you know, from an agile conference, from a a disrupt HR, uh, you know, which you might have might have heard about, um, you know, different session, uh, trying to think of the other ones. I think we might have had people from other countries for the TED talk.
0: So it's just the natural progression. Like once you do one, people in the stands are like, hey, check this out. That's that's a. Interesting. No, you're
1: grinding. You're grinding. a marketing guy. You got to get your name out there. There is nothing. I mean, sure, I guess like people found LeBron James and like you you, you get out there. I'm not comparing myself to LeBron. But what I'm saying is like in sports, you got to get your highlight reels and you got to send it to those different coaches. They got to find you. You got to. And then once you want to take it to the next level, what do you do? You get yourself an agent and you're out there marketing yourself. You're putting yourself out there. You work on your social, all those things. Same thing on
0: the speaking, you know, side. So, so let me let me stop you. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. So in the order of operations of all things, right, from the engineering, mm-hmm. it's it's blows my mind that, you know, you're doing the, the Lockheed, you're doing the corporate grind. And then, you know, what's the transition? Tell me the transition for you from the corporate grind of the a big business, and then now you have it figured out a system and uh, in a way to market yourself, not only for, for books, not only for speaking, but also for several businesses. So tell, I want to hear the transition. That's wild.
1: Yeah. Um. Whenever I figure out how it actually made sense and what I should recommend to others. Uh, I'll let you know that piece, but we can do a quick recap. So from from Western Pennsylvania, uh, Catholic grade school, public high school, private high school, and then got recruited by uh, more than five dozen, six dozen colleges uh, to play basketball. So I'm, I'm six foot eight. Maybe I'm the tallest podcast guest you've had uh, up to this point. You are uh, tied. Tied. And there's a guy
0: that actually played basketball in your area same as josh eberle oh yeah you know him
1: i'm pretty sure
0: yeah pittsburgh ballers at six foot eight he had a back injury that he had to get like a spinal fusion or something in college so he's
1: down to six seven now huh
0: yeah so he yeah. was six
1: eight yeah okay so, so today
0: got- you are the tallest yep
1: there we go there we go <laughs> um, hey, hey josh um, hope, hope you're doing all right. Um, so did that and then graduated from Swickley Academy, went to college down in Washington, D.C., Catholic University of America. I can't really sit still. So the first uh, two years of college, I made it my mission to meet one new person every week. And you're like, huh, what kind of a mechanical engineering student are you while you're working at the fitness center, while you're uh, volunteering on campus, while you're trying to like Uh, you know, play two different sports, right, in college, basketball and track and field. And the, the other thing that I thought was awesome was cafeteria, right? You can go in whenever you want and eat as much food as you want. I was like, wow, I'm I'm in heaven here. Uh, but the uh, kind of interesting piece for me was the the produce, right? So coming from a farm where we grew mm-hmm. like more than 50 different kinds of fruits and vegetables. Oh, wow. I'm a pretty easygoing sort of guy. But whenever it comes to quality of those fresh uh, items, um, I, I was always told like, the top-notch quality so going from an all-you-can-eat sort of uh cafeteria setting uh from like t- top-notch extreme uh you know uh, farm to table yeah 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 i mean it was just farm to farm right i would literally mm-hmm. take a bottle of ranch with me out to the field of broccoli and i would eat the broccoli with the ranch, like in the field so like, it didn't even get to a table so there you go how's that for the <laughs> de- delivery <laughs> cycle um So then you probably want me to tell this story here. Uh, So there, and then I applied to more than 200 jobs, uh, ended up accepting uh, the job at Lockheed Martin. That was a whole journey in itself of getting into that interview process uh, and and working my way through. But I started working in supply chain um, as a material cost estimator um in like our cyber division so at that time Lockheed Martin had five different business areas if you will and this is the one that we all called the thumb because you were building excuse me you were building stuff in the other uh areas but this was um oh geez I might butcher the name uh IS and GS International Systems uh, and global solutions, and at least one of those words is probably not correct, but you get the idea.
0: Yeah, ISGS.
1: Yeah, and and GS. So the there's they're all over the 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 world, and I, I absolutely loved it. Right, I was also part of this leadership development program. So every six months you go to a new role. So I'm like, hey, I get to learn new skills, I get to meet new people, I get to travel around. Um, I'm not really using my engineering degree at all. Um, yeah, so-
0: but it's a it's a system. You have a people system. So that's what it stands out to me because I was friends with a lot of engineers in college. It just so happened that, yeah, I exactly. (laughs) Uh, It just so happened that where I lived in the dorms was like, for whatever reason, surrounded by engineers. So I'm just like hanging out with them all the time. But to your point, you systematically what they were doing for things like creations and robots and computers, you did that with people.
1: Yep.
0: So go on, tell me more. And and,
1: and, and so that's where I was finishing up. Well, I did my bachelor's, right, and then I said, you know what? I'm going to do my master's in mechanical engineering as well because uh, it's taught me how to think, and yeah. I never want anybody to tell me no, I can't do something because I don't have enough education. So mm. I still, you know, at some, I just whenever I went the the startup route, we'll get there in a little bit. It was kind of like I got into some business schools. Am I going to go to business school or am I going to build my own business? Right. And it kind of came down to the three different pieces. I'm going to be able to build my network. Can I do that in both places? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to learn some new things. Can I do that in both places? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then can I create new career opportunities for myself? Yeah. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Maybe there's a a, a PhD out there, Um, but really it's, so I'm doing my first year of working professionally full time. uh, And I'm also finishing up my master's degree also full time. Yeah. so that's kind of the the the, the bit um, that was going on. But really, whenever it comes to this uh, pr- process, engineering taught me how to think, how to go through solving problems. OK, if we do this, then this could happen on the other side. OK, step by step by step process. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, what are the different pieces involved? Uh, you know, I don't have to drive any formulas anymore. And I am perfectly fine with that. Um, so that was the first job was in supply chain having the technical background was really valuable so whenever people start you know trying to pull one over on you you're like oh okay well how, how about this and this and this and they're like oh you kind of get a little bit of those. the things. relational
0: the <laughs> eq part if you have the technicals is great but when you have that emotional intelligence in supply chain that's just uh that's the difference maker
1: so that I I agree. So that was the starting point that I went to corporate headquarters, worked on uh, renewable energy strategy, uh, learned a lot about uh, like networking in the professional world, uh, mm-hmm. kind of what people care about. Like th- I was, uh, you know, on the other side of the floor of the executives of this Fortune 50 company, right, the largest uh, defense contractor in the world. And I'm like, okay, what what does like good look like. Mm. I hadn't really been around those kinds of people before that point in my life. Mm -hmm. And then got to do some my first bit of oh no no. So first bit of business travel was then you go to different trainings, different workshops, conferences. And I'm like, this is really, really cool. So I I owe a lot to the people uh that I met at Lockheed Martin and to the experiences from there, right? Up plain and simple, I wouldn't be the same person uh and I wouldn't be where I'm at today without those amazing, amazing opportunities. Um, so you, you asked the question of how you made this transition. I continued to meet more people. I continued to get promoted, promoted, promoted. Again, extremely fortunate and grateful. Um, and then I went down to Florida where we were doing a supervisor role, building the uh, tar- internal systems and the brains, right, of uh, targeting systems. We can go from there up to Scranton. So kind of closer to you. Uh, Soriano's Cafe. I don't know if they're still open right now, but that was my spot on Sunday nights um, and got into supplier quality engineering. And each one of these steps along the way, I'm meeting new people. I'm learning new things. I'm gaining different perspectives. I'm hearing their stories. And I just absolutely love it. Mm. So as we fast forward a couple of years. I um, You know, some of my friends are going to med school, they're starting their own businesses, they're traveling the world, they're just doing these big shifts. And I'm like, what is it that I really want to do the most? What is my purpose? You know, and some people might have that inkling of, you know, I want to start a business. But it was at that point, March 4th, 2018, when I said, you know what, I'm going to do this thing. I want to help people. There's uh, a need for connection. Um, You know, I don't have all the answers myself. I'm spending an hour or two hours a day after work, before work, talking to people, connecting people. Hey, Pete, how'd you get to where you are today? Can you connect me with somebody that knows what marketing is? And I'm like, all right, let's figure out how we do this thing. And step one right after that, and I drew the line was Googling. How do we start a business?
0: And you remember that date? is specific, March fourth, twenty
1: eighteen. Yeah, I'm kind of weird when it comes to dates.
0: Well, I am too, which has saved me many times with my my marriage, uh, <laughs> with remembering anniversaries and such. But no, let me ask you what what happened on that day. I love I love this the epiphany you had where you you're sitting in either Soriano's or whatever, and you're like, hey, no, no, I was sitting
1: in Dupont Circle. I was, I know exactly where I was. It was you're in, in the- Dupont Circle. Yeah, I just finished a call with David, finished a call with Tom, and I'm kind of sitting in the the little, uh, I don't know if you call it a veranda, but you have a little gated area at the bottom of your apartment building outside before, you know, you go out to the parking lot. Yeah. and, and uh, It's in Northwest Washington, D.C., uh, close to the intersection of 21 and N, uh, if anybody's uh, familiar with the Washington, D.C. area. And that's where I was just kind of outside. Uh, it's dusk and thinking hey what is it that really matters most right and where's my heart and you think about you know in the book i talk about guy, right your passion your purpose your support right all those different pieces because whenever and we both know about that old adage of whatever you do what you love you never work a day in your life right There's something to that um, that's one
0: of the venn diagram circles out of the <laughs> many inter interloping You got it.
1: You got it. I just
0: did an icky guy exercise this last week. So top of mind. It's the books right there. Heck yeah. Yeah, man. Go on though. So, so that's the beginning of latitude. So latitude started quarter one, 2018. We're in quarter one, 2024. Tell me how that's grown and tell me about the, the entrance to Statra.
1: Yeah. So uh, that was the idea. Right. Mm. It took almost the first 12 months to go from idea to having something more than a manual process. Um, and so we went, you know, I have this idea and that was the line in the sand. So then I talked to a couple of other people, said, hey, I'm, I'm pushing this thing forward, uh, put the first website together, uh, manually connected different people. Heck, it wasn't even called Latitude. It was called Lattice at that time. L-A-T-T-U-S. Mm. And uh, lo and behold, there was another Lattice, L-A-T-T-I-C-E, that was starting in this little, uh, you know, place across the country called Silicon Valley.
0: Mm -hmm. I've heard heard of it once.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, He's he's over there. Uh, Multiple, uh, you know, serial entrepreneurs with, uh, you know, they had probably seven, eight, nine digits more funding than we did. Um, you know getting started, so it's you know pr- pretty much neck and neck from the start. Uh, <laughs> and so learned a whole lot of interesting pieces about the the startup journey, the fundraise, the capital building, uh, you know, go out and have people pay for uh, your goods and services, and then build it, right? And it mm-hmm. comes down to is the need really there? And so I've learned a lot of these different lessons over the years. And as the, you know, we're, we keep keep building, right, figured out, hey, what do people really need? Well, we need everything in one place. So that's what we provided to them, right? Employee engagement survey. Uh, and then we give the recommendations. It's rooted in research, right? So the our chief scientist has been fantastic from that regard. And then people, after they do a survey, they're kind of like, well, what's next, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's where Uh, the, the latitude piece comes in. So from your onboarding perspective, right? What are people doing from that relational side, especially those first 12 months? Are you talking to the right people? Uh, Stay interviews. Right. Those are the proactive ones where we're like, hey, Ross, why are you here? What else can we be doing to help you? Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, Succession planning, manager one on ones and of course, mentorship programs. And so everything takes place uh, on the system. So it adds a lot of time. Oh, sorry. Adds a lot of value. Not not a lot of time because removes time. Everybody's, you know, super super busy. So mm-hmm. one of the big questions that came up along the way is, well, what's the return on my investment? I'm gonna, you know, spend a couple of dollars per person per month on this software. Um, and I want to just see what's going on. So this cues in uh, you know, Statra. So mm-hmm. met the team in 2023, and you know, I have a lot of respect for the leadership and the group that's working over there. And I'm like, hold on a second, you're telling me that it's possible to track return on investment, performance, productivity, and align it down to KPIs. And they're like, yep, that's exactly it. I'm like, where do I sign up? This is absolutely remarkable. I wish I had this. Uh, you know, whenever I was leading a team of hundred people building robots for the army, it's that piece of accountability and transparency. And I don't care if you're working remotely from the beach, if you're going up to the mountains, if you're going to go back and forth every other weekend, and you just come in for a once a quarter, like belonging sessions, as long as you're getting your stuff done, I'm not going to be all over you mic- micromanaging you. Mm-hmm. I mean, and then the important pieces from a compliance perspective it takes that emotion out of it mm. and so there's a lot of really really great pieces here uh that it's just it, it's it's a no-brainer whenever it comes to organizations that have at least a dozen employees and even more uh valuable to those groups that have a couple of you know locations and or remote uh, employees, so that was an exciting uh, professional step and personal development step to take uh, in the middle middle of last year.
0: Do you sleep? Because you're, you know, you're building. Yeah. <laughs> with all jokes aside, that in and of itself, right? Like, so you've done two bootstrap startups, and now Latitude is still, you know, it's still a core offering you have, and that's more of like you know, you're talking about the employee engagement surveys and, and recommendations rooted in research, but then you have the, the software as a service, which is, you know, one's like a consulting type, like a, like a, like a service, but then you have a software as a service. So you must have a great team. So can you tell me a little bit about the team that you've assembled, right? Because you, you can go into an organization, you have done so and establish organizations and then optimize and maximize those organizational charts. But how do you do it for yourself, right?
1: Yeah, so the the, the people are the most important asset um, of any organization. And I think that's why a lot of startups will either win or fail, right? Mm-hmm. Surround yourself with amazing people. Um, so you know, sh- shout outs to the different folks that have been part of the journey uh, a- along the way. And it's kind of been uh, a- an awesome experience to say, Hey, guys, let's let's make sure everybody knows what is expected of them and go ahead and drive this forward. Um, so Joe's been with us for uh, about five years. Right. Chris and Tim helped out in different capacities. Keisha, multiple years, Daly in almost a year and a half. Angelo, Matt, uh, Jody. Right. It's been absolutely remarkable working with these different people. And I learned from them. And Mm -hmm. the for me is saying, hey, we're here and we got to get to here. And there's a whole bunch of stuff that's going to happen in the middle. I don't know all the answers to it, but let me know what I can do to help each of you out, because that's that's my job and that's my responsibility. And that's me giving my word to you. Right. And that's where I've been able to succeed is by finding these amazing people and say, hey, we're in this together. Right. And then the other folks that have kind of helped and guided us along the way uh from you know frank to uh to uh tn and pete and live and melanie there's so many names tim uh and and kevin right ethan there's a lot of amazing there's a amazing lot
0: of people, people on the team
1: yeah we've established a
0: quite a team that's been around with you almost some almost since the beginning but everyone's kind of been sticky and and bonded in the vision let me let me ask you where, where do you want to be, you know, you've been doing it for six years, 2030. What does 2030 look like, right? There's a lot of steps in between my asking how you're going to get there, but what's the the 10-year goal Yeah. or the six-year goal from now?
1: Yeah. So it's kind of wild to think that I used to have that 10-year goal, yeah. whatever it was, 2020. And now it's like, oh, geez, oh, man, that's six years from now. Yeah. Uh, so the the goal, right, as I was, you know, growing the, the, the Latitude brand, uh, was 1% of people that have access to the internet are able to to use uh, Latitude, right? Um, so that was like connect 100 million people uh, mm-hmm. for, for building relationships. So that was the goal by uh, that point. And obviously we, we've forecasted, you know, the population is going to go up a little bit and, and such. Um, so that was, that was one goal is right, better the lives of others. You know, plain and simple, if there's one like point of, hey, who the heck is this Pete Tram guy? I get the most satisfaction and like I get most fired up whenever I'm able to better the lives of the people around me. Might sound weird, uh, but that's like some people like going to the beach. Some people like skiing. Right. I just get fired up about that. Right. Those connections that you make, the you know, people say catalyzing those aha moments. Right. That's amazing. Um, so where are we going to be six years from now? uh, you know, excited for stature to continue to grow and help these organizations, right? That, what does that do? That saves time for a lot of them, you know, so if we can say, Hey, we're in a, a thousand different, uh, locations, uh, from now, that'd be a 10 X in the next, uh, you know, six years, mm-hmm. uh, maybe it's even 10,000, right? Let's do a hundred X on that side between now and a thousand. Okay. Yeah. hundred thousand locations. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's 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 the goal there. And quick piece right there, we're looking at the franchises and I think there's more than 200,000 franchises alone uh, across the United States. So um excited to to explore that piece, but really just help people like you you saw the technology right? you don't have to knock your head against the wall, guys. Let's actually like save, save you some time. Um, Excited to keep uh, growing the, the the latitude side um, with the Department of Defense, right? The team is doing a fantastic job leading uh, what's going on over there. And we found that uh, the soldiers and airmen and guardians, uh, you know, they really do need uh, more intentional connection. So excited to keep pushing that forward. Um, you know, the book, uh, maybe we'll be up to 100,000 copies of the book sold by that mm-hmm. point. Maybe there's a second book that comes out. And I'd love to, you know, be able to generate a sustainable salary from speaking engagements alone, mm. right? It doesn't have to be the, you know, highest paid person in the, you know, United States. Uh, but, you know, it, I, I'd love to be able to say, hey, uh, I've been wanting to impact people's lives. And that's sort of the icky guy for me, if that makes sense. It does it is, for me
0: because I just did it.
1: Yeah. But what, the, icky yeah. Guy,
0: the icky guy is what does the world need? You know what do you love? What can you be paid for? Yep. And then there's what's the fourth circle? People
1: add yeah. add value, right? To 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 the people, right? So yeah, yeah. Paid, right? Um. So making sure that it it helps, um. You know, individuals. Yeah. What do you
0: do well? Right. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Yeah. You gotta be good at it. Um. So that's that's a big one for me. And the other piece, if if I would have, you know, you would have asked me this, you know, three, four, or five years ago, I would have just stopped uh, my response there but um doing a lot of reflecting and one of the pieces of the you know book is is on career maps. And mm-hmm. there's you know four quadrants with a bonus fifth column and the, the fifth column is about personal fun stuff. So I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about, hey, where do I want to be. Um, so six years from now, you know, I want to uh, still be close with my family. you know, hopefully I have uh, you know, a f- family of my own. That's something that's very important. Mm-hmm. I don't know where I'll be living, but as long as it's with the people that matter most to me, that'll be great. Um Now,
0: do you see yourself in in these metropolitan areas like you were when you were in 2018 when you started in the Dupont Circle? Do you see yourself back on the farm like where it all started? Where you had that uh, intolerance for low-quality produce? Like does it does it matter the setting? Like where I love this that you've gone from the roots to the the big cities and back again. So, let, let me boomerang you-
1: back to Butler, yeah, <laughs>
0: boomerang uh, back to Butler.
1: That'll be another chapter in the book. Um, <laughs> it, it it really just depends, mm-hmm. right? Whenever we're in this, uh, you know, age of work from anywhere, um, and so just rolling with the the punches. My family will probably not leave the farm. Um, so to be able to easily get back to them at a some kind of you know, common cadence, uh, I think there's an important piece of, hey, have some balance, right? Mm -hmm. So you're able to do some work on the farm. Uh, I'll actually be making a move down to downtown Pittsburgh in the next, you know, 20 or 30 days, which will be exciting. And I think it's important to have, to shake things up a little bit in your life every, you know, two two to three years, right? Most people are moving jobs uh, approximately that cadence. If you Mm -hmm. even just move offices at work, Um, So I think some of those pieces are are important. I enjoyed my time in DC. I met a lot of amazing people. Heck, I was in Hong Kong for half of a year. Right. And that was a remarkable experience to see what's going on over there. Um, You know, maybe I go international for six to 12 to 18 months. Right. It's these kinds of things that you want to live life with no regrets. And now we're at this, uh, you know, amazing junction point in the world where technology is enabling us to do so much and, you know, quite frankly, I'm pumped to learn more about what the, you know, tools and resources and services are that y'all provide, right? We got into it a little bit, but, you know, the work that you do, Ross, makes it possible for people to follow their dreams and focus on what they really want to do. And you're over here as the the marketing whiz. So, you know, excited and thank you to to you and Mo for the awesome work that that, that you guys do supporting, you know, business owners and business leaders like myself and others.
0: Pete, I wish that I could put emojis and titles uh, of of podcasts on YouTube. I might be able to just put a peach and a ram. It's been a blast. I'm fired up. This is better than any cup of coffee. Uh, The energy that you bring, uh, I, I think that I support. I speak for everyone listening. We support the mission that you have for making leadership suck less, but also having more personalized and objective measures by which to to grow organizations from the people up, from the roots up. Um, you know, America is the breadbasket of the world, uh, both with agriculture, as you know, and but also with people development. So thank you for everything that you do. Uh, where can people find you? How's the best way to get in touch with you, to book you for, for speaking engagements, to find your books, to, to use your softwares and services? Uh, give yourself a shameless plug.
1: Yeah, LinkedIn. Reach out on LinkedIn. Uh, I think Ross will put it uh in the in the, the the show notes here and then grab a you know copy of the book, right? If you're uh working with or around people or curious about your professional development. So there'll be two links. Uh, in there, those are the best, best ways, please, you know, reach out with questions, comments, uh, ideas, thoughts, feedback, stories, right? I, I love all of it. And I'll say one one last thing on here. Uh, we're running uh, something of a campaign where I want people to take a selfie uh, with the book in all 50 states and 10 countries so get yourself and then we'll do a raffle uh, after that and then we have one with the coldest temperature hottest temperature highest altitude lowest altitude uh and then coziest place to be reading so a little bit of a competition out there for people to uh have some fun
0: <laughs> let's get it thank you so much man and thunderstock out